Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. It's Nature Strip out clear in the King stand by two lengths from Acclam Express. Twilight calls them behind these at Palatro. Salute a world-class sprinter. Alligator blood tiring. I'm Thunderstruck over the top, rumbling hard and got up. I'm Thunderstruck over it. It's just beaten Alligator blood in a beauty. It's English and Fellsworth fighting it out. Chautauqua very late. It's English a half length in front. Can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying. Yes, there's history. The gold medal, he's 11. But my G, he doesn't know it. Dead him, look at him, he won't give in for gold medals. Too bad, Daniel. What a hometown hero. Wicks down the middle. Kings will bring with the 100, it's getting desperate. Now Wicks is storming home. Wicks over the top. Oh, is too good. G'day punters and welcome to Caulfield Guineas Day punting preview here on Racing Previews. What a day it is. Uh, if you've listened to a couple of other podcasts already, you don't need us to tell you that it is one of the greatest days on the Australian racing calendar. Three group ones, used to be four. The 1,000 Guineas is now on the Wednesday. So we've got the, the Might and Power, the Turak, and the Caulfield Guineas, obviously. How are we feeling about this week, lads? Yeah, no, it's... Uh... It's a good weekend of racing. Some may say it could push for the best day of racing now that obviously the Cantalas moved to Champions Day, but Derby Day is still probably number one for most people. But yeah, looking forward to heading out there with you again, Benny. So hopefully we can find a winner or two to uh, to pay for the day. 100%. Trivia, is there an Australian race day right now that has four Group 1s on the card still? Doesn't Blue Diamond Day have four? Possibly. Maybe it does. Pretty sure did, it does. Did, did they have four last week in Sydney? No, no three. 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 Um, Look that one up. It could be Blue Diamond. Will, how are you feeling about this Saturday? Um, yeah, um, obviously one of the best uh, races, race, day, race days of the year. Um, I think Blue Diamond Day is the best... Caulfield Day, this is second, and then Derby Day is obviously the best, but yeah, it looks like a really good card, and um, I'm having a little bit of a little bit of a hard time at the moment juggling school and and the races, but I've I've done enough for this weekend, I think so. I think it'll be fine. You'll yeah, be alright. Right. <laughs> Twenty days until my first English exam, so I'm half shitting myself. So 
Mate, in my year 12 English exam, I forgot my dictionary. So you can't, you can't go any worse than me. One thing we have to mention off the top, we forgot it on the review pod somehow. But yeah, racing see what previews, happens when I'm away. <laughs> you two just lose your mind. The racing previews banner horse, Keats, absolutely bolted in at the valley. He started a short price favourite. I think he started as short as a dollar sixty, dollar seventy, and he won the prestigious Doxa Youth Foundation fiftieth Jubilee handicap, a benchmark seventy eight, over two thousand and forty meters. And now he could head to the time honoured Coonji. I'm not sure if he'll actually go there, but that could be absolutely huge if he goes to the Coogee. Oh, imagine if imagine. he wins. Imagine, imagine if he gets a group two on the season. Imagine. Well, he'll get into the Caulfield Cup as well. That'd be well, awesome. I can assure you one thing. I'll be cheering. Absolute yeah. scenes. All right, without further ado, let's get into the bets. Show me the money! That's it, brother! You got to yell that shit! Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! So we go to Caulfield on Saturday. Currently a good four. They had it a good three yesterday. They obviously knew this rain was on the way. We've got 8 to 15 millimeters tomorrow, so... I'm expecting it to at least get into the soft range, maybe around the six area. We'll soon find out. The rail is in the true position. Um, so I think it should play as fair as Caulfield kind of does. But, yeah, did we have any thoughts around how the track might play? Uh, typical Caulfield. Probably want to be on speed. And um, I'd probably be avoiding those um, that that are really getting back and, and not necessarily wide because it might chop out but um, yeah it might, it might chop out um, throughout the day because it, there is a bit of rain around yep. yeah I thought they might just edge off the fence as the meeting was to go on but I don't think you're going to be disadvantaged being mm. anywhere hopefully it you'd hope not on their biggest day yeah 100% yep. typical Caulfield Awesome. Race one is the Magic Millions debutante stakes. Uh, all of these horses are on debut. It's the second time we get to see some of these two-year-olds. So obviously no exposed form. We don't really know the speed map, but the favorite is King's Gambit, um, a son of I'm Invincible, trained by the Snowdens and to be ridden by Blake Shin. Has anyone really watched any jump outs or are we kind of just given this a skip? Skip it, not my thing. Maybe do what I didn't do last week and back the blue jackets that I tipped all the punters into. Is it car? Heuristic. All right, let's just move straight on then to race two. It's the weekend hustler. What a horse. 1,400 metres. And our favourite here is Old Flame bringing down some Sydney form. Cardinal Gem, he was a good winner last start at HQ. Then we're out to Purple Sector, Jimmy the Bear, Regards Marie, ASAR, open-minded and not an option. Are we all lining up here with the favourite? Because I'm relatively keen. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I, I share that confidence. Yeah. Who wants to go right, first? You go first. You go first, Ben. All right, I'll go first. Um... I thought this horse's last start effort was really, really impressive. Um, 
Surf Dancer, he probably just stole a bit of a margin and he was too good. But Old Flame has recorded the biggest, the fastest final 200 metres of the meeting. And it was a good meeting. Um, they've travelled slow to the 600, but he's come home. What has he come home? All... He's come home eight lengths above the all average in his last 600 metres. So he's got a rocket turn of foot. And the big thing here is he's drawn barrier four. So he's not a horse who has to get that far back. Um, he just has to get around Caulfield and he's definitely the horse to beat. Cardinal Gem, we know these wide barriers at Caulfield. The 1400 metre shoot is, it's a little bit relentless to these horses drawn out wide. I don't see him getting the right run. Last start at Flemington, he beat Walkers, let's be honest. It was a benchmark 70, and he just flowed into the race. That was his race. I think Old Flame is very, very, very hard to beat here. Sits on speed, sits in the first four, and should relish it. Soft track, good track, won't matter. Gets J-Car. Yeah. Um, so Old Flame's never been in a fast run race. They've all been farcically run, in Australia at least. Um, I think there's a bit of pressure in, for the lead here, um, and if that eventuates, there, there will be pace on. Um, and I, th I think he can explode with that sort of pressure. Uh, he ran the, Obviously, as Ben said, he ran the fastest late sections of the meeting two weeks back and, and run away from Ellsberg, who's since won the, the um, half won the Epsom handicap. So, um, yeah, I think he'll explode, and he's, I think he's a better chance than what the market's saying right now. You boys have covered everything. Yeah. I'm yeah. with. Move on. So he's what is he now? Three bucks. Two eighty. Two sixty. Do we right. do we think that we he could actually start two thirty, two twenty? I I marked him two forty. Okay. Yeah. Well, still is regards Marie the danger? No, no. It's so. pretty good second up. A little bit of yeah, cut the well. track won't be too bad. I think pretty good I think horse purple, on his day. Yeah, he is. But I think that um, if if the track isn't as bad as it sort of projected to be, I think Purple Sector is a nice a nice horse and all of his best forms on obviously on a, on a good track. So if it if it does if the rain misses and we are on a good track by that by by Saturday, um, he 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 can run a nice race on speed. But but I think if with the the pace on that, I think it there will be pace on um, Old Flame I think has got to run to a, a career peak and I think he will smash these huge that'll do me Let's real move question on to... is does Old Flame get the flame emoji <laughs> alright let's move on to race there <laughs> uh, the hard hitting questions I'll, I'll decide that when Saturday morning comes around alright race 3 is a group three it is the thoroughbred thoroughbred club stakes for three-year-old fillies and it's a very open race it's six or seven dollars a field king english riviera troach nanagai god bless her hellbound Cess mag magik and sweden they round out your kind of top seven very very open race do we have any firm opinions the disrespect uh, to Nanagai is outrageous in the market. <laughs> I wish Moods hadn't gone off on his trumpet because I wanted to. Why is she $9? Well, 
She I beat pretty have... much the same field last start, and she doesn't know how to run a bad race. As much as he's want to put the sword through her, she's finished first or second every start in her career. She's going to be the one who likes soft ground, where some of these aren't necessarily. Like, fuck me. English Riviera, she is no good. That's five bucks. She is no good. You have to completely get rid of her. She is toxic. You can have the Godolphin runners. I thought Nanny Guy could be half her price and I wouldn't blink. So I'm with her. Pretty confident. I think the 20 the twenty to 1 SP is obviously the reason why she's not, you know, $6 here. And the market's probably just questioning <coughs> that form a little bit, given a $51 chance ran second, a $61 chance ran third. And hey, bloody good horse, Cesc Magique. <laughs> well, I'm just saying what the market was, that they're never going to be overbet when prices open next start when they have such large SPs. Um, I thought English Riviera was a forgive last start, but she's drawn out in 12. That's a good thing. I'm not... Uh, you think it's fine? I think it's a that's a perfect thing. Shame she has so a bit of you, heart. Are you with English Riviera, Will? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll go now. Um, so, obviously, she ran that career peak... First up on the um, the synthetic, and and she she went out way too quick into a strong headwind off 36 days at Flemington, um, and knocked up there, and and obviously Nanagaya won, but that was a pace meltdown, and that was that was obvious because the horses that had cover like Nanagai, um, Hellhound, Ses uh, Magique, I think the other one was that they're all running down the, the the outside, like they all had the same run, they're all pretty much the same horse, like. Um, back around the bend, I think English Riviera um, is much better suited. She missed the start, um, last start with um, J-Mac on at Mooney Valley. Um, J-Mac goes off, which is obviously negative, but you don't lose too much going to Blake Shin. He's flying at the moment. Um, the market says she's a good horse. Um, both both starts, but last two starts is preparation. Um, yeah, she... And, and then the, I think one of the most underpriced horses I've ever seen is Kin. Like how she's favourite in this race is beyond me. Um, she she was an unlucky runner in a bad race, um, and she 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 just does not deserve to to be the price she is. And I think I think she'll start double figures, um, and that's being generous. Uh, yeah, I think I They're think both English too short in the market. I think. No, oh, I think English Riviera, Riviera should two. be about five fifty. I think I think I think the the barrier really suits her because she doesn't have to rush from the from the inside gate. She can just sort of come across because the the core field um, twelve hundred meter shoot gives them about seven hundred meters to sort out their positions. And I think I think it's really fine. Troach, I've got questions on. I don't like Godolphin horses getting really deep into a preparation, especially at this um, stage of their career. Um, and yeah, I, I'd rather have English Riviera um, over horses like Nanagai, Lady Laguna, Hellhound, and Sesmagique, and especially Kin. So um, even though I don't really like the camp, but um, I think English Riviera is a, a good bet around that 650 mark. Well, hopefully, she grows a heart for you, Wilbur. I don't think she's Thanks, got mate. one. Jeez. I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to do with this race. Um, in the Captain Types, there was obviously. There was only. 
less than two lengths between seven or eight of them and a lot of them find their way here so i don't know bunch finished if i did have to bet then i probably would back the the two uh you guys like just bundle up english riviera and Nanagai. i thought you might have uh stuck up for your old girlfriend who's that it doesn't mind it's towing tc goes on yeah i thought you might have bundled up i think i don't know again it just it, like the time the form lines just tie in try obviously got beaten by troach two starts back and then last start kind of just whacked away it ran okay but i don't know she just falls in the category of similar to a lot of these so i'll say yeah race four let's move on race four is the village stakes over 1200 meters it is a listed handicap and the two good often horses find themselves at the top of the market here 14 zathus and seven gravina then you're out to Prince of Boom, Triple Missile, Curran, Nicolini Vito, Pintoff, Amish Boy, Frankie Pino, and Second Slip. I thought this was quite a good race, but I thought number seven, Gravina, had a right to be favourite. First up at the Valley, he had none. Um, soft six track, and just the way the, the track was playing didn't suit him. He's not a Mooney Valley horse at all. And then last start, he comes through clearly the best form line, which is the Testarossa. I wish I win first, Ayrton second, Bandersnatch third, and he rounded out the top four. One thing I'll say about Craig Williams is sometimes horses actually bounce out too well out of the barriers for him. And I thought this guy was probably ridden a bit too warm on a fast tempo. The race has gone well. It rated 12.6 above the all benchmark. And it rated better than the, the Underwood on the day. So um, I'm pretty keen Gravina. Draw seven, gets Blake Shin, can be ridden a little bit colder. And yeah, well-weighted, will handle good track or soft track. So pretty keen. Interesting for the punters out there that uh, Gravina is David Gately's D-Day horse. The DJ horse has a pretty good success rate. Normally, when Gator puts the uh, gives them the chat after training, they normally they normally <laughs> listen and respond. So it'll be interesting That's great to see how isn't it? It'll be interesting to see how Gravina goes. But I liked to at uh, succulent price here in Pintoff and Frankie Pino, both horses that go pretty good fresh. Both don't mind the cut in the track. Um, yeah, they're two horses that I wanted to have a little spec on, but I could definitely come with you with Gravina, but it's not an overly large betting race for me, I would have thought. Um, well, this is one of the, the better bets of the day for me. Um, I'm backing a Godolphin horse, but it but it's not Gravina. I'm backing um, Zethus. Oh, you're, um, you're Blanco Jr. That's what you are. Does he yeah, like him as he well? Likes him. Oh right. <laughs> oh, Must don't be... pretend you haven't listened to uh... it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do, do I do I want to talk then, or shall I? Yeah, you can talk now. <laughs> you can talk now. You can talk now. All right. Um. So he's returned gelded and and he bolted in. Um at Mooney Valley last start. He had the race runner suit um, 
and he came up the inside, which is obviously the place to be. Um, but he was travelling all over them, and he and he came out and he smacked them. He smacked uh, Clemenceau, and there was a big gap um, to the rest of them. Um, and Clemenceau uh, has form around Remark, and Remark's um, uh, bolted in both times his preparation, and um, and probably should have a never a slot. I'm joking. I'm joking, Nico. <laughs> Um, but but yeah, get rid of his his form on a heavy track and and pass twelve hundred meters and he's and he's um yeah he he like he's a two really good figures like he's he's just been beaten by um, generation and he and he and he run a career peak last start so he's returned golden I think he can go on with it and I think he's pretty hard to beat here. Beauty, looks like I'll have to maybe save a couple of exactors. All right, we move on to race five. It is the Herbert Power 2400 metres group two and ballot exempt for the Caulfield Cup, I believe. 12 Saracen Knight is on top of Desert Icon who gets out to 2400 metres. Wilbur, you were saying he does have a, a good rating overseas over 2400 metres, so he gets that here. Regal Line was a sickening winner. He beat Bermudez last start at 30s. <laughs> Persand was somewhere back to his best uh, last start in the JRA Cup, and then we're out to a mystery point of pain and Shiraz. Who wants to go first here? Yeah, I'll go. Um, I like Desert Icon here. Like you said, he, he put up the big the big figure last start at Mooney Valley. Um, even though he found c- complete control, and he and he is a com- com- control freak. Um, I think he gets control here, like enough control. Um, he gets J Mac on and. Um, yeah, last last preparation when he got up to twenty four hundred meters, he he equaled his uh, his peak for that prep. So um, I think getting up to twenty four hundred meters, he he can if he gets anywhere near the the peak he he did last start. I think he's pretty hard to beat. And with J Mac going on from an inside barrier, I think he'll just go straight to the front. And uh, even even to fast pace, I'm sort of projecting with Point Nepean in the race. Um, I, th- I think he'd be pretty hard to beat. Um, he, uh, he I marked him a bit shorter than the market. I thought Saracen Knight, he's run to a, a good figure, a figure that will win this over the the same distance as this, um, or 2,500, but um, he's done it and he ha- he has sort of had the the perfect run in, in both in both of those races. So uh, I think he's going to regress here and, and I couldn't get him as short as the market. And, and yeah, I've got pretty much everything about the market. I thought Regal Line was a, was a lot... Uh, shorter than shorter than what I think it should be. Um, uh, it's, flashing yeah, it's, light, yeah, it, flashing light run, and, and its career peak um, doesn't have it anywhere near um, where, where it would need to be to win this race. So, um, yeah, seventeen hundred to twenty four hundred meters isn't a, isn't a great setup either. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy with Desert Icon. Beauty, Nico, opinions. Nothing for me. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm kind of similar. I don't really have an f- opinion right now. I will say that I have underrated Desert Icon, um, even though I was with him two starts back. Um, I have underrated him. He get cops the, the 58 kilos here, stepping up to 2,400 metres. So that is a factor. He does have to give a, a few horses weight, but gets J-Mac, and he's drawn the ace in barrier one. So That's the big thing. He gets J-Mac. Yeah. And barrier one, like if he drew yeah. the car park, then he might have to do a bit of work to find the, the front. But he'll PR here probably. Yeah, he is the PR, PR horse. PR pretender. 
Let's move on to race six. It is the Shalaki Stakes, Group 2, 1,100 metres. Paul Ailey, I think he's in the top sort of 10 sprinters in, in the land. I'm happy to say that. He's our uh, $2.70 favourite um, from Zoo Style, Queen of the Ball, Ingratiating, In the Boat, General Bow, Express Pass, Oxy Road, and Shelby66, who is in the chair. <laughs> yeah. Best of the day for me. Yeah. yeah, it was one of my better bets of the day as well. You can mark him a lot shorter than $2.50, I thought. Um, yeah, obviously, he was just run off his feet over a 1,000 metres last start. He's not really a 1,000 metre horse. Um, look, 1,200, he'd be a dead set moral, but I think he's pretty much a moral anyway here. Um yeah, as you touched on, Benny, not many horse. I don't think any other horse in this race could run third in a in a TJ to Nature Strip and Eduardo. So um, I'm glad Shelby sixty six split them. Shelby sixty six hasn't gone any good since the fucking drugs wore off. <laughs> Shelby sixty myth. Yeah. So yeah, I thought he was a pretty easy bet here. My best of the day. Beauty. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I'll go quickly. I thought he's a very good bet as well. I mean, he is on the borderline. He's still a B-grade sprinter, but he ran third in a TJ. Um, last start in the Moyer, the race just didn't pan out for him. Obviously, it was a, it was a leader bias track. He ran the fastest final 200 of the race. He was charging home once he straightened up. Um, and he could just be a lot better than these. Um Drawn barrier two, so he might need a little bit of luck, but hopefully by this stage, race six, if it's a soft six uh, kind of track, they might be starting to edge off the fence, and J-Mac will just have to bullock his way clear. Zoo style, he is second favorite at $5. I think he's an out-and-out 1,000-meter horse at this level, and I think he might feel the pinch late. Queen of the ball, well, surely she's too short. She came off... An absolute PR last start, and it was against you know the three-year-old fillies. I think that's just a couple of punters or the the market, not not really punters. I don't think there's anyone really betting on her, but that's just the market getting a little bit carried away with the fact she's a three-year-old filly, gets 51 kilos and gets J car. Um, if there is a danger, it could be the stablemate ingratiating. He was a big winner last start at Caulfield, sort of wobbled around the turn, and was still too good. He could be genuine now. Um, had the blinkers back on, gelded, gets MZ again. So for me, I'm pretty much launching Paul Ailey, saving ingratiating in the boat, won't handle it if it's a, if it's a soft six or worse. Yeah, um, Paul Ailey sits off a good speed and smacks this lot. Um, Queen of the Ball and Zusar both regress off their last start figures and and I think Paul Ailey returns to, the, to his typical form that would, like, that's a, a 101... Uh, 0.5, 101.02 sort of range, and and like if he runs out, he will just smack these. He wasn't suit, suited in a high pressure race at Mooney Valley over a thousand meters. And I think J Mac fell half asleep mid race, and and he was left running um, through the line. He ran the third fastest late splits of the night um, for the last 200 meter splits of the night. I think second up, he, second up, he just needs to um, to run up to his his typical form, and and he'll just. He'll just smash these. He's he's a about a he, he like he's a 
220 sort of chance. I don't think he's odds on, but he's but he's he wins most of the time. Yep, absolutely agree. I couldn't believe we got three dollars on open, but we'll absolutely take it. We move on to leg one of the quaddy. It is the Group One Ned's Might and Power. The registered name is obviously the Caulfield Stakes. Animo is our favourite. Uh, unlucky not to win a Cox Plate last year. Can he do it this year? We're about to find out over the next couple of weeks. He's favourite from number one, Zaki. Two-arm Thunderstruck, uh, Alligator Blood, Moonga, Mr. Brightside, and then the two stayers are Benode and Nonconformist. Let's do just a quick, quick map. Who leads who out of Alligator Blood and Zaki? Do we think Alligator Blood will still hold the front? I did a map before. Um, yep. I had uh, Alligator Blood holding the lead from Zaki on the outside. I think Mr. Brightside kicks up. Um, they've sort of said that they wanted to kick up on Mr. Brightside, so I think he's about a, a length back, length and a half back, trying to kick up with Animo outside him. Um, I think Moonga sits behind Animo and Nonconformist sits behind, uh, sits next to Moonga and then Benno's out the back just trailing on a on a, uh, a trial for the Caulfield Cup next week. Yep, beauty. Who wants to go first? I'll let you, you go, go first because I don't have a huge opinion. Yep, all right, I'll go first. And I think... He is not only the best horse in the race, but he is also the map horse in this race. Um, Animo, that is. He's been good winning both of his starts, this preparation. He hasn't had the opportunity to put up a, a massive win in terms of any ratings or anything because they've just been slowly run and he's just got the job done, did what he had to. Last start, he pulled up a little bit lame, but I'm trusting the camp that they've got him right um, just back to the map for a second. I think Alligator Blood leads and Zaki sits outside. I'm Thunderstruck. Apparently, they're going to try and ride him warmer because they missed the boat last start. That could work against him. And I think Animo finds either the one out, one back, or two pairs back, one off the fence. And really, from there, he's the one dictating. I know Zaki will, will put the pressure on Alligator Blood I think they'll go faster than the Underwood. But J-Mac will just be able to press the button whenever he likes. I don't see a situation where he gets trapped in. If anything, I think he'll be keeping on Thunderstruck in on the fence. If Mark Zara chooses to go forward, then J-Mac can just bully him. Zaki, I think we've learned that he needs a tempo to show his absolute best, um, especially like against the A-graders. And he didn't get that in the Underwood. And... I think they will go faster than the Underwood, but I still don't think they're going to go breakneck. This is not the grand final, and the horse with the best turn of foot at 2,000 metres is Animo. So, look, he might be a little bit skinny right now at 240, 250, but if he gets out to 260, 270, I'm, I'm just happy to back him in. Yeah, I'm with you, Benny. Just don't try and reinvent the wheel. He's the best horse in the race. All this smoke and mirrors that oh yeah he had a setback this that the rest well obviously people didn't watch the last race that he had this supposed setback in we still went out and smacked him so I'm not too worried I think I'm, that setback was caused by him just kicking out getting a little culty in the yard which it looked like he uh, he kicked out and he sort of hopped off I think it was his left hind 
he was a little sore. So if he's able to come out and still do that while he's injured or he's hurt himself, then, yeah. He's worth too much. He's, this horse is worth mm. $50 million as it is. They've taken every precautionary measure to make sure he's okay. They're not going to have him go out there and either, one, hurt himself or, two, hurt his record, are they? He's going... No. He has to be right for him to be racing. So, yeah, look, I've said it all along that Zaki is slash was the best weight for H-Horse until someone takes that mantle off him. I don't think he loses the mantle just because he got beat last start, but... He could I, lose it here. I, I think this is the bat and challenge here. I think this is when Animo stamps himself as the king, the weight for age king, and... Look, if they don't beat him tomorrow, they don't beat him on Cox Plate Day. I think it's that simple. I think he's uh, I think he's close, to, as close to a, a good thing as you'll get. And yeah, that's all I'm going to say. If they don't beat him Saturday, they don't beat him in the Cox Plate. Close to a good thing as you'll see. Well, he's coming off a setback, so yeah, there's obviously going to be some doubt. I'm not doubtful, but if you if you're giving me two dollars forty animo and two dollars fifty Palele, I think there's no world that Palele gets beat. There is a world that Animo can get beat. Mm. Zaki's still Zaki's still a good horse. I think yeah, with okay. the rain coming, I think you can put the pen through Moanga. I think he needs he needs a, a he needs a proper good four, good three. Um and put the pen through Brightside and Benno and Nonconformist. Yeah, there are three horses here who are suspect at three at two thousand meters. They're I'm Thundershuck, Alligator Blood, and Mr. Brightside. And all, right. all this talk about all this talk about Alligator Blood PRing last time, he might PR again. You you've not right in the head if you think Jamie's gonna sit outside and do nothing like she did last start. Yeah, hundred percent. Zaki's gonna dictate here. Alligator Blood will go, who's this horse? Why is he taken off again? He sat outside me and I dictated to him last start. That's not going to happen here. Yeah, and if 100%. it does, well, she should be pulled up for not trying. Right. She's, well, not, she's not trying. I'll have a go what? now. Um, so I don't have a huge opinion in this race, but I think Zaki should be, uh, shouldn't be so far off Animo in the market. I think Animo is being priced like he's, like he's a dominantly the best horse in this race, and, and he's not. He's not even the best-rated horse in this race. Um, uh, he's not. He's he's not running a, a career peak off a setback, and not before the grand final, like the market saying saying he will be. And um, but but if, I guess if he does, then then that's too good. And I don't think they'll they'll be beating him in the cox plate. But um, two two forty two fifty whatever he is now, like that's just I think that's poison odds. And I I, I marked him three thirty. So. Does it does it tell you on the GDX rating how big his heart is and how big his will to win is? Because <laughs> that's unmeasurable, Will. But some horses just want to do it. Champions do that. That's what he is. He's not a champion. Or, or he's get, or he's gonna be. But he could be after this preparation. And in the quaddy, I just want the two: one Zaki, seven Animo. Are there any objections to that? No. no. I guess I guess I'll probably back Zaki if he if he stays the price he is, just for the punters. Why don't you there. just back him now, Wilbur? <laughs> Why if, why if he stays the price he is? Because they could back, him, back him now and get a better price. Because I'm not super interested in that race. Oh, no sookie on the review. Let's move on to the day's feature, in brackets, feature. <laughs> yeah. It is the Caulfield Guineas, Group 1, 1,600 metres. 
Uh, Golden Mile heads up the market, the Godolphin visitor from Sydney. Last start ran fourth in the Golden Rose. Then we're out to Barclay Square, Tijuana, Amenable, Elliptical, similar names. Meredith, Bankmore, Ossipanko, Mullane, and Fajita San. Oh, we've got to mention the fortune teller as well. The son of Caravaggio. <laughs> um, speed map. I think the two favourites are Golden Mile and Barclay Square, and they've been well treated at, at the at the barrier draw, especially Golden Mile. He's drawn five, so I think very much like Anima, he's probably going to get a similar run. I know this is a much bigger field, obviously, but he'll be near enough to the speed. Um, it's just a question of whether you think he's going to get the mile, 1,600 metres. It's in his name, obviously. <laughs> um, we've backed him at $7.50 and $5 on close friends, so I, I think that's good going. Obviously, he's into, what is he, $2.70 favourite. The $2.70 is probably a little bit skinny. Like, I wouldn't be telling anyone to charge in at that price, but I I guess that's, yeah, it's easy to say that. Um, we've also backed two horses at massive odds, the Fortune Teller and Alkington Road at uh, 200 So we're on them, we're on Golden Mile, and I'll probably end up saving Barclay Square because that win in the Exford Plate, we were there at Flemington. He went back. I thought he had none, given the map and... It wasn't even Craig Williams' best ride, and he just came from last and weaved through him and won well. So I'll probably save on him as well. Well, if you're um, a loyal Will follower, then you'd be on um, Golden Mile at $34. I'll say it again. I'll keep trumping because that's all right. I've done all right there. Um, but yeah, I'll go first. Um, Are you on him at $34? Nah, because that was before <laughs> I was betting. But, fair, fair. but I, I suggested it. So that still counts for me. Yeah, it's a trumpet. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm sort of interested in Mullane here. Um, it comes out of that the Golden Rose run, and it was bumped and unbalanced in the straight. Um, he made improvement up in drip, Troop, as I sort of thought he would, um, and, he, and he sort of gave no indication that he wouldn't appreciate 1,600 metres off that Golden Rose run. Um, I think there's a... Massive query on on the favourite and a mile, but but he does get J Mac and a and a great map, so you can't really um, be super super against it. I think he regresses off his off his last start figure, but but not not by an enormous amount. I think he I think he runs a, ra- a rating point below that. Um, yeah, but I think you, you you couldn't you couldn't take anything shorter than three twenty or three forty around that range. Um, I also give chances to Elliptical and Ossipenko. I think they're both over the odds, but um, if Ossipenko goes forward, he's a massive chance, just like um, Walla from Barrier 15. Like, the horse has gate speed, but I'm just not sure if Walla's going to use it because, you know, he obviously loves to give horses no chance. So, um, yeah, and Elliptical's a bit of a smoky if he drifts. But, yeah. I'm with Golden Mile, as you touched on, Benny, we're on at $7. So I'll be cheering him. I think of all the blue jackets that I'm confident on all day, he'd be the least, well, of the serious races. I don't count the Gravenius Zethius race, but he's the most chinky, uh, I think. First time Caulfield, I wouldn't be shocked if he was to be beaten. 
but you sort of scratch your head a little bit to go to to who beats him. I think I think it is a race in in two. I think Berkeley Square probably should be shorter in the market. Um, if he was trained by someone other than Dan O'Sullivan, if he had Seymour or or Friedman or any of those good juvenile trainers or more popular juvenile trainers and he'd probably be a little bit more short in the market but you can't uh, you can't argue anything he's done he beat a similar field obviously minus a couple last start so yeah he's going to be pretty hard to beat again yeah it's, it's a pretty tricky race I'll be hoping that the fortune teller wins Wilbur or that you, one of those ones you tip this into so yeah, well, I won't be backing it. So I won't give it strength. I won't be backing it. So if it does oh, win, I'll good. probably glad be you've give, throwing glad up you've somewhere. Give, oh, glad you've given me the B set like the rest of the punters. <laughs> oh, <there. shut> <laughs> um, so we've got to get to a quaddy here. I think, I think it's almost a type of race where you do two quaddies. I think you might have one with just the the two and the three. Barkley Square and Golden Mile, and then you'll have one with some of these roughies. So, yeah, Milan, get out Tijuana, your field. Yeah, Milan, Tiguana, Elliptical, Osipenko. Let's do it. No, are we doing that? Right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold Just on, hold on. on. This hold is way too confusing. On. This, this is the guinea, like, so we need to go through runner by runner. Number one, Tijuana. Won the start stakes. Was a PR. Yeah, Does yeah, he go you can in? Put him in? Probably has to. Yeah. One, two, three, go in. One, two, three, four go in because it's Tijuana, Barkley Square, Golden Mile, Mullane. Bank Moore yep. was a good winner no. last night at Sandown. No? no? If he drew a gate, I would have been interested. Draws 17. Fajita Sand draws I think he's no better than what he did last start. And that's not good okay. enough to win a guineas. Fajita Sand draws 18. But Barrett almost... Passed. I'll go back. And he's no good. No, he was all right last start. Just... Just the barrier 18 is going to go back. It's just no good. You've well and truly got the excuse book out for a few of these camels tonight, Wilbur. Come on, mate. Uh, Meredith ran second nah, yes. to half cabin last start. Another who's drawn cast. None. Skiffios is actually a horse. I don't know. I know he's like he's 100 to 1. You know, he's still in um, Cox Plate third acceptances. So <laughs> Rob Blacker obviously has an opinion of him. He won dominantly last start. He's almost one I could chuck in the longer quaddy. Uh, oh, I, I think Meridius has got to go in. No. Okay. Out to the mile. You can't really be too critical on that half cabin race. It did absolutely piss down and they couldn't see. Hmm. Yeah, but it's Lloyd Kennewell. It's drawn barrier 16. I just, I just don't think it's... like At the price, it's just... Well, if you're going to get Golden Mile beat or Berkeley Square beat, the split is going to take care of itself. I personally won't be having a quaddy on today. Too hard. Okay. Uh, nine, Ossipanko goes in. Ten, Amenimal yep. goes in. Um, Alkington Road. I, no. We're going to win money anyway if he wins. Sir Bailey probably has to go in. Trav Noonan is that keen on this horse. We're on it. <laughs> a big price, so probably has to go in. Um, elliptical. You wanted him in, Will. Yeah, yeah. Lethal thoughts. No. No. The fortune teller probably sure. has to lift. I think. I think with a fast run race, I think he'll. I think he'll improve. All right. The fortune teller's in, and that's it. Yeah. 
write those down punters and hopefully we haven't confused you because i'm confused yeah all right race ten, nine ten numbers you've had ten numbers and we'll i'll probably have one a shorter one as well with just the two favorites so that's how i'll be playing it all right let's move on to race nine it is the turak handicap 1600 meters i wish i win is our two dollar fifty favorite in front of tuvalu gentleman roy uh military expert pinstripe Uncle Bryn is a very interesting horse here, uh, dropping down from 2,000 metres in the naturalism character, Laws of Indices. Uh, we've got our Rupert Clark winner, Call Sign Mav. Then we're out to Buffalo River and Dallasan. Um, got to mention Converge. Have, we have had a little bet on him at 40 to 1 on open, and he's still sitting there at, at 34s. Any thoughts, speed map, market? Does the favourite just win? Uh, I I um I don't know why, but I just can't get this favorite anywhere near the price it is. Um, I haven't I haven't done the race completely because I haven't had enough time. But um, but I'm I'm a victim, so I'll keep back in conversion until he gets back to the figure he did in the round of guineas. <laughs> um, he'll get there one day, you'll, but you'll end up you'll end up freaking broke. <laughs> no, th- third up, um, third up. He, he ran that figure 1600 meters on a heavy track I know you like to tell me he, he, he did it on a like a bias track or whatever but he came off the speed it wasn't like he was leading and then like he, he was he was only a length um, in front of animo uh, in coming into the straight I know I know animo had to do a little bit of work to get to him but but it doesn't matter like that's animo we're talking about um, the Turek, um handicap. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll back Converge, and Halal also interests me, drawing inside with Craig Williams on, um, I think, uh, he was four weeks between runs last start on a heavy track, and and I, I think he can posse up midfield, and if he gets a gap on the inside, then, then I, he interests me, I think I think he should be about half that price. Bit of animo form coming through here in the Turak. Yeah, bit, of horses of who, bit of horses who were privileged to race in the same race as Animo for. <laughs> he beat Animo! <laughs> and he <laughs> showed no resemblance. handicap at $30. He's had no resemblance of being half a horse since. Oh, well... Well, but he's a proper camel. Stop. He's not a camel. I can't a have horse. him. I, I wouldn't even have him if you put the bet on for me. No need He'll to wish there. here. No need to wish... This bloke will just win. That was good. I like that from you. No need to wish punters. He'll just win. Is that all you're going to give us? Well, he's just... Leave it at that. Leave it at that. He's a good horse. He's... (laughs) No, Horses don't do what he did last start with a little bit of interference and all the other rubbish that went on to pick themselves up and and still go through and do it as soft as he did on the line. So, I think he's a good horse. He'll always be one of my... uh, He'll always be a racing previews favourite. We knew about this bloke before everyone else did, Wilbur. Fanny and I, 650 in to 250 or whatever it was that day. Yeah. Absolute, absolute favourite here at Racing Preview. So, yeah, I'm with him. And uh, hopefully the Mooney Valley Racing Club give him a spot in the Cox Plate because I think if he does come out and win here, he's probably deserved of a spot because he'll bring something to the race. It's going to be interesting, that. I... Obviously, there is a committee deliberation. If he comes out and 
wins, then I would assume that he's in the race. He, I don't know what his rating is right be. now, but it's it's nothing flash. Um, he's one of the only horses that could probably beat Animo or be oh. competitive. Like Animo, no, I'm not saying he could beat him, but like he's probably he's going to be able to beat a few of these other he's a horses that aren't going to run two thousand. You don't really know yet. Um, yeah, you don't know where his ceiling is. Look, he's not I, he's not as good as Animo, but yeah. I am with him. Um, he profiles like a real two-rack horse, and this is the race he's been aimed up at. He gets in with 54.5 kilos. Luke Nolan, apparently he hasn't been down to this weight in a long time, but obviously mm. he's been looking forward to this ride. First up was an enormous win. Um, came off the speed and smacked him. I think that was 10.8 lengths above the old benchmark, that performance. And then last start, he betted it again. He went 12.6. That was back to 1,300 metres, and he had a couple of things against him. So stepping up to 1,600 metres is perfect. He just needs to find three wide with, with cover. He needs to find that running line, and I think he'll be... I think he should be too good if he gets, if he gets the right run in transit. Um, he's obviously improved what would you say will three lengths four lengths since since joining the moody stable and coming to australia uh about six ratings points so don't know what that amounts to in lengths but it's a fair amount moody does have him flying so i'm with i wish i win i would like a better price um than what's on offer right now i, I didn't get any overs here so uh yeah five taking a bit points, of two dollars seventy um yeah there you go so Keen on him, but there are some good horses in this race. Um, he just could be he could be a group one horse. Um, let's go to the quaddy. I'm going to take one quaddy with him, one out. And then I'm going to take... Um, I'll take one with Converge and Halal. I'll come with you, Will. I'm not taking course on Mav. Dallas End, no. Laws of Indices, no. Buffalo River, no. Don't think it'll be wet enough. He likes 1,400. Tuvalu and Gentleman Roy, they're, they're kind of interesting horses. Tuvalu, yes. They could win if the favourite. All right, Tuvalu goes in. If you have Tuvalu, you've got to have Gentleman Roy. Gentleman Roy goes in the other one as well. And Pinstripe, we haven't even mentioned Pinstripe. He was slaughtered well, last get, start. He'll follow I Wish I Win everywhere he goes, I reckon. Yeah, he's going in the longer quality for sure. He's, he's a silly price, Pinstripe. He should yep. be my really. second favourite. Oh. Okay. Well, he's, he's a better chance. He's not a $13 chance. He's an $8, $9 chance. Tuvalu and Gentleman Roy are no better winning chances in my eyes than him. I they think Tuvalu should be That's maybe favorite. why they're shorter in the market. Well, price is Military expert, you can have him. Oh, he's second favourite. Eight fifty, second favourite. I had him at yeah, 20. Just, just edges out Gentleman Roy. There's an um, edge, Wilbur. <laughs> up. No, I'm not betting. Bet up, Philip. <laughs> I am also going to put Uncle Bryn in my longer range quaddy as well. You have no, to. You have to, not, yeah. Imagine if might, he won the tour rack at 16, he'd be absolutely sick. Yeah. He might not be He might not be able to match it with him back to 1,600 metres here, but he's just such an X-factor horse, and I've got a decent opinion of him, so he goes in the longer range quaddy. All right, let's get to race 10. It's been a bit of a marathon, but I don't think we're previewing Sydney, so we'll spend a little bit longer at Caulfield. <laughs> it's not even going ahead. Race 10 is the Northwood Plume 
Steaks. Oh, $1.01 to be cancelled, punters. Uh, to Northwood Plume Steaks, our favourite is another Blue Jackets here in Zapateo. She was good winning last start at Caulfield. Then we're out to Churaf, another award. Written Beauty, can she recapture her best form with J-Mac back on? Serides, Decent Rain, Chassis and Vespertine. A lot of people's best bet, Zapateo. I haven't, I haven't so it's very done hard this to race. Beat. What, what price would Chain of Lightning be in this race? Probably similar. Really? What, Zapatio? Zapatio is Zapatio just as good a horse as Chain of Lightning. Yeah, what was the S- It was a fair difference in SPs. Yeah, well... I'm saying you... Zapatio is like a good price because I think Chain of Lightning would be like shorter than what Zapatio is. Oh, maybe not coming off that loss, but before that race, she would have been shorter than her. Yes. This is an easier race, just about. Yeah, it's a bigger field, but there's a couple of horses that are just here for a poke proper, around, I would have thought. Some proper numbers here. Yeah. Zapatio wins. I'm with her. Um, we know drawn out around the shoot at Caulfield isn't isn't a bad thing. She's drawn out in 12. Um, last start was a slow tempo. They travelled very slow, um, especially for the class, the 600. And she ripped home in 11.8 above for her final 600 metres. So she's got a real, real big turn of foot. Um, there was actually a little bit of talk that she's the left fielder for Godolphin in the Everest. I'm not what? sure if I'd necessarily agree with that. But Zapateo? Yeah, there was chat about her being the oh. Everest horse. She would probably get beaten by... Like, like 60, 65 lengths. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. I don't. Right in, she'd fit right in with a few others. I don't agree with that, but she's definitely good enough to beat him here. Her first up That's win probably was one of awesome. the worst calls I've ever heard in my life. Jamea. Don't shoot the messenger, mate. She smacked Jamea first up, and then last start she beat. Um, look, she only beat a small field, but she did it running away. It was a very, very dominant win, and Ollie can sit wide here and just round them up on the turn. She's the fit horse. She's fourth up. A lot of these are only second up, poking around, and a lot of them are probably more 1,400-meter horses. Churath, she's a 1,400-meter mile. Um, Zapateo should just be too speedy. Yeah, i got nothing left to say. You've said everything. Zapateo, but... I reckon we won out over McCordy. I honestly don't know what like it's it's either her or it's open so I'm just going to one out her. Well, you've taken too many numbers in the other races. It's a hard, it's a hard day for a quaddy. Yeah, I'm we're going one out. With qu- I'm a bit sick of quaddies at the moment after Private Eye won last week. Come to the quaddy. Yeah, absolutely. So, so close, but so far. Ben, look at him. Look at him. Got got my split what? with Smoke and Romans. <laughs> few of the loyal listeners would have. Followed me in. Fucking little private eye. Fuck off. Oh, Just for him to get beat so 20 in an Everest. How good. Anyway, before people start to nod off, we're not we're not doing Randwick, but we're going to go around the country just with a couple of bets. I've got two in New Zealand. First of those, race six, that's Matter not That's not in the country. That's in a different country. That's a fair point. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I'm not in school anymore. <laughs> But it's a good point. We go across the ditch to New Zealand. 
It is uh, number one, the top weight in race six, Matter Matter Dynastic. Um, this horse looks a smart three-year-old colt from Tiarchio. These are the horses you just want to attach yourself to, really. Um, listen to this. Had a $1.50 SP against She's Lickety Split earlier on in the year, and She's Lickety Split beat her by a nose. We know that She's Lickety Split is one of the favorites in the 1,000 guineas next week, so that's good enough form. Um, she comes up, uh, he comes up here as the $2.30 favorite. I think it's a backable price, draws out in 10, so we'll just need a little bit of luck in running and definitely the one to beat. In race nine, it is the group one Arrowfield stud plate over the mile. And we've put out a, a bet for Imperatriz. At 1600 meters, I think she just is the better horse out of her and La Creek. We saw last start, she was absolutely slaughtered by Opie Bossom. Um, it was a heavy 10 and he just parked her four wide on the speed and was probably a little bit arrogant, thought she'd be too good anyway. And she actually did kick for home and it looked like she was going to put a couple lengths on him and she just got tired late. Um, that wide run took its toll on her and La Creek only just got to her late. So drawn three, La Creek draws two. I think she gets the right run and I think she wins. Up to 2,000 meters, La Creek might be in it a little bit more, but Imperatriz is fourth up. La Creek's only second up and happy to take the $2.20. That would have been a lot shorter if she was given a good ride last start. She SP'd $1.50 last time. So Imperatriz on top and just save the exacta. Nico, you got anything around the country? Uh, yeah. Northville race seven. Give you a guess on who we're backing. Six by six and three. I don't even yeah. need to look at the race. <laughs> absolutely, we're back in six by sixty three. I don't know why he didn't run last week, but anyway. You just said Morfittville, I knew it was that horse. Yeah, well he's a Morfittville specialist. One from one. Anyway, I don't need to give you the same intro that I've given you every other time he's, he's ran at Morfittville. Did you have a look at Eagle Farm, Wilbur, your boyfriend in race six? Who's running in Eagle Farm in race six? Mahican Heights is in the Queensland oh, Cup. I backed him once. Yeah, well, he's one of yours. My boyfriend. $3.70. No, I won't be backing Mahican Heights at $3.70 in race six at Eagle, Eagle Farm. Okay, well, it's probably not a bet, but I've got one in the last at Ascot. Treasured Star resumes. What price? Any market yet? $2.30. Mm. Yep. She's only going to beat MTA, who's a non-winner, so... Mm. Yeah, could come with there. She probably is a bet, to be fair. Yeah, I think she's the early favourite for the Kingston Town or Railway, one of the yeah. two. So, Margaret's got a bit of big opinion. I've got a couple more. Um, race five at Morfaville. We should have a moral here. He's second favourite. Uh, his second uh, emergency for the Guineas and he won't make the field. His name is Muramasa. He gets out to 1,800 metres here, and I think he is a horse who's just looking for ground. Just forget about the Stutt Stakes. It was a race dominated on speed. Um, his debut win was very, very good visually. Listen to this breeding. By Deep Impact out of Ome Sword. It doesn't get much sexier than that. Um, owned by Aussie Kia three-year-old colt and finds a very very winnable race 1800 meters of obviously um at morfaville soft seven right now I, I, I think that'll be fine um even money 
I think he should be odds on. So happy to bet Muramasa there. And then we go to I was Hong just Kong. A little, I was just a little grey because uh, Mick Price was pretty keen on big story. That's the only thing that greyed me out. Yeah, fair enough. I think it's inferior form. Muramasa was sent to the stut stakes. He was SP'd under double figures. And he was well I just don't think the, the race worked out for him. Yeah. He ran, he ran so some of the fastest last splits of that race too. I think the fastest last 200 of the race, or second fastest, off the top of my head. Take the even money with me, Wilbur. You know, you want a bit well, of sickness. You want some more I've just loaded up <laughs> more reveals, so I might have a look at that race. He's a nice horse. Yeah, awesome. Shot in on Sunday. There's a few races of note. Race three is on the all-weather. It's over 1,200 metres. And a horse, he's definitely a racing preview's favourite. Number two, Campione, goes around on the all-weather. And he gets Zach Purton in the saddle for the first time, which is absolutely huge. Um, he's obviously been carrying weights that Zach hasn't been able to to, uh, to ride at. But he gets the 60 kilos here. It's a quite a compressed weight scale. There's a real low rater down the bottom. We the South, who's 54.5. But... This horse ran second to Lucky Swayness last start. Obviously no match for that horse, but he looks every bit of Group 1. He looks a Group 1 horse, um, Lucky Swayness, and he should probably be winning a Group 1 this season. Campione is even better suited back to the all-weather, so I don't know. I think he'll open a dollar eighty, and I think that'll be overs. He'll just go straight to the front. He's racing horses that are out of form. Um, the only one that could grow legs on the all-weather is this Silver Fig. Uh, he has ran a he, he's a horse that gets back in the runs but he loves your weather so he might be worth a saver if he comes up uh, 20s uh, Galaxy Witness in the last he looks also hard to beat it's a very good race um, you know you've got your usual suspects Beauty Fit Navas 2 Packing Victory California Deep Shot the Silver Express Golden Scenery they're all in the race but he looks the most progressive gets in with 53 kilos with Chadwick aboard and hopefully he can get back to the winner's stall. Um, obviously did go down at the, la- at the end of last prep, ran third, but gets every chance here from the gate, gate three, and resumes at 1,400 metres. He looks a good bet. And then race nine, the other one of interest was circuit nine. He's unbeaten two from two, but he faces some decent company um, in the likes of Decrypt, Winner Method, Master Montaro, um, Beauty Champ, couple numbers, but... We'll see. Just price depending. We'll wait until the markets open Sunday morning. I've just had a look at that Morfordville race, and Muramasa look like looks like it should be deep odds on. Beauty. He's two dollars <laughs> on that three six five. Partners, if only you could see the big smile from ear to ear through the lens here. <laughs> I might have to have. Nelly, the, Nelly the same. Nelly the same glint in his eye that he looks at Lizzie Jelfs. Oh, you had <laughs> to sneak it, it in. <laughs> you had to sneak it in, didn't you? <laughs> do you have any more bets, smartass, or do we want to get to the questions and wrap up the podcast? Questions. No, we can go to questions. All right, let's get to the questions and we'll wrap it up. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? All right, before we get to questions quickly, I just remember that we need to do our best bet multi. We all get one leg each. Unfortunately, my bet of the century 
last week. Let us all down. Fireburn. <laughs> she was very, very flat. But we move on to greener pastures. Will, you are with... Old Flame. I think he will just win. Awesome. Not just Old win, f- but I think he'll win. Old Flame, race two. What is it? $2.60. Better than bank interest. Nico, you are with... Paul Laley, race six. Paul Best Laley, race six. And I'll take the favourite in the Might and Power, Animo. Um, if we do get to that leg, then probably just chop out on Zaki, but pretty if. confident. All right. When we get to that leg, <laughs> it's going to be on my shoulders again. Yeah. Gee whiz. Um, don't I, don't know what, I don't know what that multi will give you, <laughs> but it should give you, what, 15 to 1, something like that. Um, skinny this week. Yeah, no, no system two, three, just straight win, win, win. We need them all to win. Could be a big day. Let's get to the questions. Tom Clark says, is Nico able to come to any of the carnival days or is he stuck at home oh, with the cheese? <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Nothing changes just because Nico's found the filly, lads. I'll still be at the races. Hey, and no one can have a go at me. None of these pricks even turn up with us to the races, so they can all go and jam it. It's fair shout. Honestly, yeah. get off your get off your lazy ass, Tom, Jack, all the rest of you, and get to the races. There you go. There's a clip. Jared Shane says that might be wrong the pronunciation. Shay Shane maybe is I wish I win a moral. No, I'm, I can't say moral, but he's a very good bet. He's a very good horse. You'd if he was a horse that placed himself on top of the speed, you'd just be like, yeah. But he will get back. He draws 13. We just need the luck. Jay Borman says, Will Zaki bounce back on Saturday and run over the top of him? Or is Animo too good? You've kind of heard our thoughts. I think Zaki oh. will definitely run a better race. He'll, be, he'll run an improved race, but I hope, like hell, he doesn't run past Animo. Or he's in front of Animo and Animo he'll be in front of Animo, goes yeah. past him. Yeah, I'm... Well, we'll soon find out. As as we've touched on, it's still Zaki's mantle there. Animo's going to take it from him. So, yeah, beauty. Yeah, good race. Chase mm. Maskeel says, "Any uh, early thoughts on the Melbourne Cup market would be great." <sighs> it's tough. Futures is oh, um, what's that? Doville Legend will win. I think. You reckon? Could I hope these internationals come and shit the bed. <laughs> Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't have a futures, real opinion. Futures are just... You just can't... Like, you, you'll probably get a better price on the day. Like, that's how... that's Like, you're taking it a price that's probably going to be worse than what it is on the day. And you don't even know barriers or anything or jockeys or like oh. or track conditions. Just, just bet on the day. Well, right now, yeah. At the start of the spring or coming into spring when you're specking horses, it's a little bit different. Not too much yeah. specking happening now because all the information is pretty much out there. Yeah, I guess so, but just I, I, I don't think there's any point betting now if you haven't already. It'd be good to at least see some of these horses run once, but that's not happening. Yeah. Those yeah. internationals. Braden Scott says, "Is Animo going to retire at the end of this spring?" Probably. Oof. If he wins he a wins. Cox Plate, then you'd say so. Unless they got, unless they, I think didn't they say they wanted to go overseas with him next year? I'm pretty sure they said that. They did but, mention it. If there's one yeah. good things, thing about Animo, all, it's the fact that he's with Godolphin. Things may change if he wins a Cox Plate. Yeah. Wins yeah. a Cox he, Plate and he's worth $100 million. Mm. Might be a little bit different to send him on a plane over to Europe. Yeah. 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 
He could be a dual Cox Plate champion if he had a one last year and then wins this year. Which the stewards had half a brain. God bless the stewards. God mm. bless them and their cotton socks. State of rest. <laughs> Only very good horses win two Cox Plates. Uh, Jordan Flanders says, "Does how does J Mac ride Paul Ailey on the weekend to not get beaten? Tries for a more prominent prominent position." I saw this they question. They won't go as quick here. I saw this question and go um, pretty quick. immediately I thought of another horse who won. I'm pretty sure it was 1100 meters at Caulfield. Let me go check it. Same setup. Drew Drew Low. His name was Trekking. Oof. And it was like a very similar type of run, was it? Yeah, it was exactly the same thing. Shalaki stakes. He backed up into the Everest. Is that the yeah. one? Yeah. yeah, back in 2019, he was $4. He was an outstanding bet, and it was a Karen McAvoy peach. He drew barrier five. He scooted along the inside. How is Paul Ailey going to win? He just has to, J-Mac has to copy the exact ride that Karen McAvoy produced that day. There you go. Whatever, just Huge. get a gap and you'll win. Doesn't matter. Jay Martina says Zaki takes the lead from the Gator and wins Saturday. Uh, thoughts gets a wetter yes. track. Will saying yes. Um, I don't think saying no. I don't think it's the wet track that he needs. I just think he needs more race, more pressure. It's tempo. Yeah, he's not a sit and sprint horse. He doesn't have a turn of foot. If this turns into a sit and sprint, then Zaki is not going to win. Animo has a better turn of foot than him on Thundershock has a better turn of foot than him and Alligator Blood has a better turn of foot than him so Carr can't get stuck into um, that slow tempo again pretty much it and then the last question is Jordan Telfo says which Godolphin horse is most likely to ruin my multi um, <laughs> Golden Mile I think he did or- send it to me all this those, is his multi. Two five dollar favorite. This is his multi. Zapateo win, Golden Mile win, Animo win, Paulelli win, and Gravina place. Gravina place. You reckon that's mm. the most likely? That or th- Golden Mile. I think Golden Mile is more likely to not win than Gravina not to place. That's Gravina is a bit of a milk drinker. It's turning in that way. Is it one in a while? It's a pretty hot race. You're saying oh, I wish I wins a moral and Gravina was a length and a half off it. Yeah, but it's easy, easy to look good in the form guide, isn't it? <laughs> One thing to stick your neck out. Yeah, I think Golden Mile, he is a little bit suspect at 1,600 metres and comes to Corfu for the first time. So even though I'm backing him, I think he's the most suspect of the Godolphin said morals this week. That's it. Anything else? No. No. Awesome. Let's wrap up there. This podcast has been sponsored by Where the Punt. Hopefully, Keats can salute in the Coonji or another benchmark race on the day there, um, and the lads can fill up and can start to invest in some more merch. And There's going to be some ties turned up today as well. Huge, beauty for next weekend. So Nico and I go- are going to the Everest. We might have to pinch one of those NS ties, and I can absolutely not wait Ramwick will be called off this week just preserve the track for next week and hopefully we can have a fill up good luck punters cheers
Yeah. 